Well, good afternoon, good evening, whichever it is while you are watching this teaching. What I'd like to do here is just spend a little time encouraging those of you that are mothers. Today is Mother's Day. It is Sunday, May 10th, 2020, or 2020, as we should say, right? My hope is that you will come to recognize and completely understand that you are a blessing in this role of yours as a mother. I want to leave you here today with a proper perspective on motherhood. Now, I can't speak from experience, of course, nor can I cover all of the ins and the outs of motherhood and what it is in your heart and what it's been like for you in your life. But it's very easy to lose sight of the fact that you have tremendous value in your role as a mother. Now, in many ways, this teaching, this exhortation may be geared towards some younger mothers, but I believe that those of you that uh, have grown children will find encouragement in this as well. But when I think of the role of a mother, I personally can't help but think of the word blessing. I think of my own wife and what she was to our children. She was a blessing indeed, as she is a blessing to me as a wife. But that is really what you are as a mother. Um, so I'd like to take a look at that word with you this morning. Uh, that is the word blessing to start out with here. And if we were just to look up Web, um, Webster's Dictionary, uh, look up the word blessing, it means a special favor, mercy, or benefit. It also means a favor or gift bestowed by God, thereby bringing happiness. This is the definition of the word blessing in the dictionary. Uh, the acts or the words of a person who blesses. There are the three things that Webster's gives us there. Now, to me, those three definitions also define a mother. So let's break down these three definitions, right? A special favor, mercy, or benefit was the first one. What greater benefit is there than to have a person in your life that tends to your every need? If you're cold, they make you warm. If you're hot, they cool you down. If you're sad, they cheer you up. If you're messy, they clean you up. And on and on it goes, right? Each one of you mothers listening right now or watching this video are a special favor, a gift of mercy and a benefit. Yes, you have been giving a blessing by having a child or children, right? But you must always realize that you are a blessing and you are to be a blessing. Think about this. The greatest form of life here on this earth is without a doubt human beings. It's, it's not plant life. It's not animal life or any other form of life, though they're wonderful creations of God. But human life is the greatest blessing, right? The greatest form of life. Mankind is God's greatest creation. And God loved mankind so much 
that we know that He gave His only begotten Son for us, right? In order that He might redeem us and give to us eternal life. God didn't come to die on the cross for the sake of a flower or for the sake of a tree or an animal or any other form of life. God places tremendous value on human life. And the one He uses to give birth to human life is you, a mother. Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So since mankind is created in the image of God, that places a pretty high importance on human life, doesn't it? Psalm 139.14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows right well. So human beings are called in the Bible fearfully and wonderfully made. For uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So you see, as mothers, you have been given a tremendous responsibility. You have the privilege and the honor to spend countless hours with and to nurture God's greatest creation. The number one focus of a mother is to take care of the highest form of all of God's creation, and that is human life. Now, of course, a father plays a role, but today we're talking about mothers. So, but are you getting the point here? Now, don't take me wrong. I know that you have a ton of other stuff to do, but I want you to realize today that you are blessed to be a mother and therefore you are a blessing. You have the, the, a tremendous value here on the earth. Now, the second way that we read in Webster's Dictionary, the, the second uh, definition, if you will, of a, of a blessing is a favor or gift bestowed by God, therefore bringing happiness. It says a favor or gift bestowed by God, thereby bringing happiness. You see, as a mother, you are a gift bestowed upon the lives of your children. You are a blessing, therefore your children are blessed. The problem is, is they don't understand that. They really don't realize how blessed they are to have a mother, so they just take you for granted. You're there every day. You're doing all those things for them, right? You know, there's a story I, I once read about a man named Heinz Ward. He was a professional football player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and He's part uh, Korean on his mother's side and African-American on his father's side. His dad was an American soldier in Korea and his mother was a native of Korea. The dad left Korea and left him and his mother behind. To my understanding of the story, his dad had no part 
in his life at all. His mother raised him as a single mother uh, in Korea. Children like Heinz were known as mixed blood children. Uh, they are outcast, at least while he was growing up. Um, this was the case, and they were often abused by the rest of Korean society, right? Heinz's mother needed to get her son out of Korea, and she made her way to America and raised him in Atlanta. And in the story, I heard it said that he grew up ashamed of his mother, and he used to sit low in the car when she dropped him off at school because he too lived with discrimination from the kids that teased him for having a Korean mother. And one day he looked back at the car as his mother dropped him off and she was crying. And he now was ashamed for a different reason. He said that the person who loved him the most and gave her whole life for his well-being, he was ashamed of and he realized that he had hurt her. When the Pittsburgh Steelers won the uh, Super Bowl, in 2006, Ward, uh, Heinz Ward was the MVP. The country of Korea now saw him as a hero. Right? He, he was made an honorary citizen of, citizen of Korea. And as a result, the thousands of mixed blood kids in Korea now have the right to become citizens and police officers and such firefighters and soldiers. You know, Heinz Ward realized late in life what a blessing his mother was and is, and as a result of her commitment to his life, a whole country was impacted, if you think about it. Thousands of lives were changed. All of this because his mother was relentless. She had a child to raise. She couldn't control his heart. She could do nothing about the way he felt when he was teased. But she realized that she was blessed with the life of a child. And no matter the thanklessness of that job or the lack of appreciation, she continued to be a blessing. You know, I grew up with a kid that was horrible to his mom. I'd go over to his house and he would be so disrespectful of his mother that it would just amaze me. I, I, was, I was just amazed by it. Not that I was a perfect kid by any stretch of the imagination, but this kid treated his mom really bad. Some years later, when I was about 20 years old, I ran into this guy and he told me that his mom had passed away. And uh, he sat down next to me and he kind of leaned on his elbows, you know, put his elbows on his knees and put his head down. And he said, Dave, if my mom were still alive today, he said, I would treat her like a queen. You see, your role as a mother may not be rewarded with thanksgiving and adoration, but you are loved. And you must come to grips with this fact. Your children love you in a very pure way. And that is, they love you from the heart. 
deep within, not the outward emotions all the time, you're not the expressions. You know, you're probably not always going to see that love in an outward manner, but you must press on and continue to be a blessing. The third and the final definition that Webster's gives is the act or words of a person who blesses. The act, so the actions, right? Or the words of a person who blesses. That's what a blessing is, okay? So since you are a blessing and you are blessed, this does require action on your part, okay? So since you have been given the responsibility to nurture and care for God's greatest creation, how precious should you treat that blessing? Keep in mind that they are only with you for a very short period of time. They are created by God and created in His image, right? They are a gift given to you to raise up, but the day will come when they will no longer be under your wing. Uh, It reminds me of an old Christian song sung sung by uh, a guy named Wayne Watson. Some of you may have heard it before. But in this song, he talks about pictures that his kids bring home and he and his wife can't make out what exactly they they were, you know, uh, what what it was that they have drawn there, right? But in the words of a song that he wrote, it says, there are water-colored ponies on my refrigerator door. And the shape of something that I don't really recognize. It says, brushed with careful little fingers and put proudly on display a reminder to us all of how time flies, right? It seems in it, the song goes on, it says, it seems an endless mound of laundry and a stairway laced with toys gives a blow-by-blow reminder of the war that we fight for their well-being, for their greater understanding to impart a holy reverence for the Lord. And the words go, go on in the song and He's speaking to his wife in the song and he says, baby, what will we do when it comes back to me and you? They look a little less like little boys every day. And the pleasure of watching the children growing is mixed with the bitter cup of knowing the watercolored ponies will one day ride away. It's a sad song to me. Brings sadness to my heart when I think about the facts of the song. But nonetheless, it is the truth about these blessings that are now in your care, man. They won't always be there. So you will need to handle them with extreme care. Time is short. You are blessed to be a blessing Redeem the time, walk gently, speak kindly, and hold them closely, but be ready to let them go. Ultimately, your children will grow up to 
imitate you. How many times do children grow up and say, I've become my father, I've become my mother, right? In some ways, right? How many children have grown up saying, I'll never be like my mother? (laughs) And how many of you are beginning to realize that you are now like your mother? Is that a good thing? Not always, right? God doesn't make clones. He makes us unique as individuals. You are not to be your mother, the sequel. And your kids are not to be you, the sequel, right? There is no one on this earth like your child. Not one set of duplicate fingerprints out there, right? They are created in the image of God, and you need to be careful to see them as such. I want to stress it to you again that they are yours temporarily. You are raising them to let them go. Will your heart break when that time comes? Absolutely sure it will. As a father, I can think back on a time when my son was in the, my first son, my oldest son, was in the car singing along with us on the radio a song, Our God is an Awesome God. He was like maybe three years old, and I think back on that time of him in the back seat, and now he's married with three children, and I'm a grandfather, and you say, where does the time go? All of my kids are married with children and out of the house, right? And time flies by. But again, as parents, we must all come to understand that we are raising children. And this is important. We must understand that we are raising children to become men and women. You're not raising them to remain children, to remain under your roof, right? You will do their future spouses a great disservice if you don't let them grow and then let them go. Oftentimes, some of the biggest marital problems that I have seen have stemmed from mothers that won't let go. The letting go part is a bitter cup to take. It's a hard thing to swallow. But we must train and raise our children to let them go. For the most part, most of you here this morning, there, or maybe I should say because we don't have people here this morning, but if you're watching this video, maybe that time hasn't come for you where they, their departure is near. You may think, oh, that's, that's some time off, and it is in many ways. And I don't want to discourage you this morning by getting you thinking about them leaving. But if you do think about it, though, it will impact the way that you raise them now and the way that you treat your children now and what you pour into them if you realize time flies. And you have a huge responsibility. As you raise your children, your job is to nurture them to care for them, to treat them as precious human beings, right? I understand that when I 
stand before you talking about all this kind of stuff that, again, that maybe you don't quite understand. You can't quite see the future. So sometimes it's good to talk to older people, older parents that have been through it and get some counsel and get some advice, right? And sometimes when, <laughs> when you're looking at the child and they're standing before you with a crayon in their hands and literally the writing's on the wall, right? They might not seem so precious at that moment. But when you focus on whose they are and not what they do, you will treat them as precious. Again, remember, they're created in the image of God. So, let me ask you something. How does it make you feel? And I just want to give you some practical, maybe a practical example here. How does it make you feel when someone speaks down to you? What if I came here to you today telling you how dumb you are or how stupid something you do is, right? Or said something to like you, what are you thinking? Right? How can you be so stupid? You know, I would have no right to do that, would I? I? I don't own you. I don't have the ability to create human life. Nor do we as parents have the right to talk to these creations of God like that, right? There's a time and there's a method for discipline. There's a way to do it, and God gives it to us in the pages of the Scripture. But yelling at them and demeaning them is not the method that you should use. Now, if you don't discipline them, you don't love them, according to the Bible. But you don't need to demean them by raising your voice or speaking down to them. Your voice is not an instrument of discipline. That's not in the Bible. It's not what God given, has given to us as instruments of discipline. And nowhere in God's Word does He give us the right to speak down to anyone at all. That's not love. Love is patient. Love is kind. First John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. You see, again, your children will imitate you. Soft word turns away wrath, Proverbs 15.1 says. And we all know the saying that you catch more flies with honey, right? You have a voice and you have a choice of how to use the voice, right? You can speak kind words or you can speak harsh words. Uh, you have your hands to reach out in love and neither your voice nor your hands are instruments of discipline. God, God's Word, again, it lays out and instructs us for how we should discipline our children. Right? If you follow the guidance of God's Word in your life as a mother, and again, this applies to a father as well, but if you follow God's Word, you're going to be blessed and you're going to see the peaceful fruit of righteousness yield, yielded in the life of your child. But just keep in mind what I'm 
pointing out here is that your words have tremendous impact on the souls of your children. Speak kindly and speak softly. You'll, you'll then see that they will, again, eventually imitate you in this area as well. God often speaks to us in a still, small voice. So get them used to hearing that kind of voice because in the grand scheme of things, God's voice is the one that you really want them to hear. And He for sure isn't going to yell at them, speak down to them, demean them. God's voice to His children is a voice of love. His thoughts toward us are good. Psalm 139 It says in verses 17 and 18, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. God cares about you and your role as a mother. And God cares about the children that you're raising up. You see, that scripture I just read applies to both you and your children. And you know, Jesus said that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you will just imitate Christ to your children, they'll be left with that example. Right? They will still grow up and have to make their own decisions in life to serve the Lord or to not serve the Lord. But that doesn't change the example that you are to be. Remember how I started this teaching out here this morning. I said that I want to encourage you or exhort you. And that is the intent of this teaching. You see, we all blow it. We all make mistakes. As a mother, you don't do and you won't do everything right. Your job is not to be perfect. There has only ever been one perfect person that walked this earth and it's not you and it's not me. But if you have the habit of yelling at your kids or getting angry with, you know, or or disciplining them in anger, you want to drop that habit. You want to get rid of that. You want to begin to speak softly and kindly to them. Be firm in your role as a mother, but be kind and gentle as well. It can be done. It just takes repentance and then practice. You just put it into practice. If you direct your kids in the way of Jesus Christ, you will be blessed as a mother. But seek the Lord for wisdom on how to raise your children without raising your voice or your hands to them. Use the rod on the bottom of their bod, right? Because this is God's direction to us as parents. Remember, God is love. He loves you uh, and His children that He's entrusted to you, to your care. Don't forget that, okay? Your children are on loan to you from God. I have hanging on the wall in my office something that I received from my oldest son. And it just has his footprint on there. And and it 
I can't, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's just something I have hanging on the wall. And basically it's just reminding me to walk in a manner, to walk in a way that he can follow. Give him some direction. And as a mother, you can do that with your children, right? Give them some guidance and some direction. So like I said, this is kind of geared toward you mothers that still have children at home. But if you're a mother with grown children, know that you are a blessing to them and you have a special place in their hearts.